Join us in our live Sunday service with Dr. Howard Hatcher. The only survive and really successfully navigate through uncertain times is you're going to have to really be acquainted with the Lord. You have to know Him. Amen. You have to know Him. You're going to have to know Him and the power of His resurrection. And I believe that because of the times we live in, there are many believers aren't ready. They're not ready for how fast things are taking place. Um, let me give you an example. If, for example, the economy does an exponential, if, for example, the economy does an exponential jump where taxes are higher, where cost of goods and services are higher, where there's more money going out than coming in, by default, how many of you believe that as a business owner, it's only wise and prudent for me to increase the prices of what I sell you? Right? So how many of you noticed that in the past few months, gas actually went up? Yes. How many saw it go up over a dollar and in some places it's gone up over two? Raise your hand if you noticed that. Amen. So if I give you a $2,000 stimulus and you shout the high praises, <laughs> what you didn't realize is you lost it at the gas pump. <laughs> And if it costs more to ship it to you, then it's going to cost more for all of the goods and services that are on the shelves. So how many of you noticed that the price went up on the goods and services on the shelf? And it was a big jump. Now, we've gone to certain restaurants over the past three weeks, no, actually past month and a half, and we went, oh my God, every one of the, most of these businesses, how many of you have noticed their menus have changed yeah. and the prices went up? And you went, wait a minute. So you really didn't get a stimulus. <laughs> you got a short-term mitigator. Somebody say short-term mitigator. Short and mitigate is when you step in the middle of a situation and you uh, alter the outcome because you are advocate to you're in the middle of it so to mitigate is to influence by way of getting involved in the outcome well somebody got involved in the outcome when I went to pay my bill at the restaurant <laughs> because the outcome a few months ago is different than the outcome right now right now according to the latest economist and uh, you know one of my friends is a, uh, a hedge fund manager for a hundred billion dollars, he's a he's a hedge fund. Um, he writes the code for the hedge fund, so he's not the one that is going to manage it. He's going to write the code that manages the hedge fund's decisions. Do you realize how accurate he has to be in writing the software to interpret what the market's going to do? So what we're talking about now, and he just sent it to me because he was overseas when it happened. He sent me a $1 trillion note. Zimbabwe. At one point in time, 
Zimbabwe's currency was $2 to the United States, $1. It took two of our dollars to match the strength of one of their dollars. Y'all can't hear me yet. No. It, no. Uh, it's not vice versa. Their economy, being smaller, was stronger. He said while he was on the ground there. Now, he's not Zimbabwean. He's not Rhodesian. He's South African. He looked white. I'm like, brother, I've been to South Africa. But he looked like some South Africans. I seen though, when I was in South Africa, I saw people that didn't look like South Africans. Man, they was black as black could be. But I was like, you ain't South African. And they spoke in Mandela's tongue, too. Yeah. And so then he was explaining to me this week, we had a detailed conversation because if I'm going to get knowledge and information about what's really happening, I wanted to get it from someone inside the wheel. I I don't need uh, gum bumping, uh, you know, gum bumping Joe down at uh, Applebee's to tell me what's really going on. I talk to people inside of it. Can you hear me? And he said what happened was they began to enter into a place where they thought it would be a good idea to do certain things economically. And what they found out is in order to keep up with it, they had to add a start adding zeros. So they added one zero to the currency. He said, he said, let me tell you what I experienced from on the ground. He said, I went to the store and I bought some dog food. The price of the dog food because of exponential inflation was 20 trillion. Zimbabwean dollars. He said, I went back the next day, quote, and it had doubled. So what people don't realize is that printing money is not the answer to your situation. You pull back on what you're spending. You pull back, you don't do more. You don't fund the world. Come on. Well, Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm talking about what you're getting ready to pay. Well, that's not Jesus. Yeah, it is Jesus. Jesus wants you to know what you and I are going to pay. It's going to directly impact you. You can't just print money and think that solves the problem. So if we're headed, so he sent me a trillion dollar note. I'm like, in other words, put that in. It takes one trillion of their dollars to match one of ours. You know how many zeros that is? The answer is not print more money. The answer is become independent. Now, from the inside, I didn't just talk to him. I have another friend who works for the government of his country. He's on the inside. I'm talking about on the inside. Some of us don't care about why money matters and how money matters. You're about to be impacted by it. And then you're going to want to know, Pastor, why didn't they tell us? I'm going, well, I told you. You, If you're waiting on the news to tell you, you're going to be waiting a long time. Can you hear me? So things are taking place 
And I only know one name that can get you through it. Amen. Right. Right. I only want to know one name that's above economy. One name that's above a disease. One name that's above all names. It's above the name of depression. It's above the name of recession. It's above the name of, come on, of economic collapse. That's the name of Jesus. So I don't have a depressing name to present to you. I only have a name that it's a good idea to know the man who bears the name. That's the name I present to you, the name of Jesus. And through presenting the name, I only hope that you want to have a relationship with Jesus. But some people, the only reason they're going to call out to him is when stuff is going wrong. When things go bad. Oh. So, I was at another meeting. This time, I'm with the foremost. I was in a meeting, and the foremost consultant to Silicon Valley was speaking. This is what he said. He said, America has not caught up with the fact that the supercomputers that they have, one supercomputer can replace 10,000 jobs in every industry. So because people are not understanding what's happening in the job market, they're not repositioning their mind to reposition their lives Come so on. that you still have economic viability and you still have vocational mobility. Come on. Come on. Somebody shout economic mobility. See, when you have economic mobility, you have the ability to move through financial systems. When you have vocational mobility, you transition in vocation because you see the handwriting on the wall or else you're going to end up being, uh, uh, you're going to end up being a manager at a McDonald's with a master's degree in psychology. Oh, wait a minute. Psychology is actually a good field. They actually have more people having mental breakdowns than in the history of the United States, except for the Great Depression. So psychology might be a good place to go. You're always going to be guaranteed that employment. And I can't guarantee what you'll be paid. Right. Now, how do I know that? Because I was on the phone with the head of the state of Oklahoma's $2 billion in private conference a couple weeks ago. He controls, actually he controls $3 billion for Oklahoma. And I was invited to be a part of a private consultant to government and state systems statewide. Amen. You can give God a praise. They heard a rumor about somebody who had wisdom from God that could address things on systemic statewide. No, but here, here's the real point. God gave me that favor because maybe I needed to hear that thing. Right. Maybe I needed to be able to hear it from someone who controls it so that I could bring the knowledge back to the body of Christ. This is what he said. We're dealing with more mental problems from the community than ever before. The mental psychological catastrophe is so great statewide that they're scrambling to fix it. In fact, our, our state government has appropriated, literally, you ought to hear me, hundreds of millions of dollars just to fix something that they don't know how to fix. Mm -hmm. And they said, all of this money is for new things to fix it. Right. Man, I wish I wasn't giving somebody some help this morning. Right. <laughs> but I'm glad I am. I, I'm trying to help somebody. Yes. I said they've appropriated hundreds of millions of dollars 
for new programs because they don't know how to fix the mental health crisis. Is anybody in the room with me today? See, after today, you don't have an excuse for being stuck. You don't have an excuse for not understanding how to position yourself. Listen, I'm, a, I'm, I'm prophetic. I got a prophetic mantle and an apostolic mantle, a pastoral mantle. That means I care. <laughs> prophetic mantle means I see. Apostolic mantle means that you put the biblical parameters in place to execute. The pastoral mantle means I got sheep smell all over me. The evangelistic mantle means I'm going to tell you about Jesus. He is the only way to get to the Father. And there's no other name that you to be saved by but the name of Jesus. That's the evangelistic side. The prophetic, prophetic side means God wants to position you to see what's going to happen before it happens. I don't want to be behind the curve. So the whole system, so here's the hedge fund manager laughed. You know why he laughed? Yesterday, what, two days ago in, in conference? This is why he laughed. There's just two of us on the line, three of us. He laughed because the American citizens don't know. Oh, man. He said, ha, ah, this is a joke. They don't know it. <laughs> this is a joke. You think the system is viable. You think the system is lucid and clear and transparent, and it's not. It's been propped up, and we've been caring about our lives, floating on a bubble. And they're in charge of the pen. But can I let you know something? I know a man. I know a man who stepped out of another world, came into this world, and he said, all power in heaven and earth is in the palm of my hand. And you can't do anything. I'm not ahead of you. I'm ahead of you. And I've got my people that I'll put ahead of you. There are still Josephs in the land that can tell what's going to happen before there's ever a family. And Joseph put the system in place before it went down. Anybody want to go prophetic in your yes. life? Yes. See, if you don't go prophetic, you might go pathetic. Yes. <laughs> You'll pathetically endure without light yes. to have freedom in life. Yes. But it takes a God encounter. Yes, it it's critical to know the name of Jesus. It's yes. critical in the midst of oppression to learn how to live life and have yes. freedom in life through a God encounter. Yes. And there are those of you sitting here today I'm, I, first of all, let me be clear. What I am saying is that you've got to have Jesus navigate you through this thing. If you trust your mind, you're going to fail. If you trust your husband's mind, you're going to fail. If you trust your wife's mind, you're going to fail. If you trust your pastor's mind, you're going to fail. If you trust your, your, uh, your uh, mutual funds and hedge funds manager to, to, I got a mutual fund it's doing good, you're going to fail there's only one one, only one that you can trust and that is Jesus that is the author and finisher of your faith, he knows what's going to happen man doesn't, and he'll give you the advantage now I'm not saying don't make sound decisions I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you've got to trust God God will put you ahead of the curve you, you and I need Jesus but how do we manage life and have freedom in difficult times? Because some of the most pathetic people I know are Christians. <laughs> they are. And let me tell you why. All Christians aren't happy. 
I mean, we all go through ebbs and flows, ups and downs. But I know a lot of Christians look like they've been sucking on lemons. Man, you're waiting on a good report. They don't got no good report. Man, I leave them more sad than I was. I was happy before I had. Man, is Jesus doing anything? Is there the Jesus you serve? Is there a throne anywhere near him? And, and many times it's because many believers haven't learned how to tap into freedom in life through Jesus. Amen. Freedom in life. And the first thing you need to know is there's got to be a God encounter. Yes. How many of you encountered God? Things were one way. Yeah. And you turned around. And the next day things were all different. Uh -huh. I'm looking at the clock. I can't. Wave at me when we're at 10:20. Wave at me because I want to be done by 10:20. In 30 minutes, wave at me. In 20 minutes, wave at me. That way, I know when to put a wrap on it. I want to be done in 30 minutes. I want to go get a bite to eat. So let me ask you a question here. Let me ask everybody a serious question. When it comes to life in Christ, life in God, how many of you can remember the day you met Jesus? Yes. Come on. Yes. Did, did he do something to you? Yes. Anybody remember what he did to you? Yes. Come on, you're God encounter. Yes. And, and you'd heard about him, but you didn't know him yes. like that. Yes. You had heard, you had heard him sing the songs of Zion. Yes. But you had never encountered the creator of Zion. Yes. You, you had been told that the blood never loses its power, but you never experienced the power. Yes. In fact, some of you, God invaded your life in a dream. And you had a dream you couldn't shake. And you went to church and the preacher was talking about it. And you got a whole new life. Some of you were out of your mind. You were on your way to Crazyville. And you were going to be the mayor. <laughs> Raise your hand if I'm talking about you. Now give God a praise that you didn't have to manage that city any longer. Man, crazy. Crazy hill. Well, what's your position? I'm the mayor. <laughs> Some of you were raised in Crazyville, and your mom and daddy were the mayor <laughs> and the city manager. <laughs> Because your parents might be watching on live stream, don't raise your hand. <laughs> but how many of you, God, you were raised in the middle of a lot of crazy, insane situations, and it's a miracle you are in your right mind today. That you are in your, you are a sitting miracle. But you had a God encounter. God knew right where you were at. God, God took you off the merry-go-round. I can't go one more day. God said, yes, you can. With me, you can. But freedom in life through a God encounter. There's a God encounter. Jesus. Name brought healing to your mind. So I want to give you three things very quickly, especially for those of you taking notes. When Jesus shows up, he desires to bring healing on a, a mental level, a soul, and a body level, and a spirit level, spiritual. We're tripart beings. We're three-part. Now, because we exist in the quantifiable arena of 
three-dimensional realities, body, soul, spirit, three dimensions, body, soul, spirit. Your mind, your body, you have a mind, you live in a body, and you have a spirit. Now, Acts 3.2 reads about a man who needed a, a physical miracle. A certain man is lame from his mother's womb. He's carried. They lay him daily at the gate of the temple called Beautiful. And he's begging money from those that enter into the temple. He sees Peter and John about to go into the temple, and he asks for money, an offering to the poor. Peter looked on him with John and said, look at us. Now I want you to pay careful attention here. Peter looks at a man who is, he's born invalid. Invalid. Anybody had something you were born with that others invalidated you? You were born in a place that was. You was born. You were born somewhere, on that side of the tracks. You know you wanted them. You couldn't do anything about it. But people disqualified you because of where you were born, the color of your skin. People have always had an issue because you're a man, because you're a woman, because you're this, because you're that. Well, you you. Everybody's got reasons to invalidate you. But can I tell you what Jesus did for this man who's an invalid? Peter looks at him, and John looks at him, and said, look at us. How many of you can walk out of here today and go to somebody sick and say, look at me? Man, what kind of believer is that? Can go to someone who's an invalid, who's invalid, and go, look at me. Anybody, do you hear authority in that? Yeah. Look, tell your neighbor, look at him in the eye and say, look at me. <laughs> Don't start laughing. Look at, look, 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 look at him, look at him, look at him, look at him and say, look at me. How bold are you? How bold do you have to be to get past you? Well, is they, are they going to see the freckles? And you, you know, you look real close, you see the Irish in me. Like you trying to just say you got white in you. You look a little closer and you'll see the Indian in me. I got hair back here that my barber still doesn't know what to do with. <laughs> the, the, the African in me is easy to see. Yes. You have to look closer to see the Irish and the Indian. Amen. Yeah, people. But, but get this. You're so concerned about what people might see about you that might invalidate you that you can't get Jesus to them because you can't get over yourself. So get over yourself. It's time for us to get over ourselves. Let God get you over you. Now watch this. Peter and John said, look at us. And he gave heed to them, expecting to get something. Well, you tell me, look at you, apparently you're going to give me something. Peter said, silver and gold, I don't have. But what I do have, I'm going to give it to you. In the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the moment he said in the name of Jesus, get up and walk, Peter reached and grabbed him forcefully by the arm and pulled him. And the man's ankles received strength. And he jumped up and began to praise God and was totally healed. Oh, yeah, in the name of Jesus. Holy, wait a minute. It's one thing to get over yourself to say, silver and gold, to look at me. To another thing to say, silver and gold, I don't have. 
But what I do have, I'm about to give it to you. Uh, I'm about to give it to you. You know, usually when you say, come on, you want some of this? I'm about to give it to you, right? It's just conflict, just something crazy. But he said, you know what? What I have, I'm going to give to you. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. I always ask the question. Everybody look at verse 6 and read it out loud with me, would you please? Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Peter said, I got something. How many of you came to church today with something on the inside of you? That you can say to the person beside you, yes. what I do have, I'm yes. about to give it to you. Amen. Yes. What did the man need? He needed healing, right? Physical healing. Okay, wait a minute. Time out. I've read this a whole lot of times. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but wait while I pray for you. Father, I'm asking you to give him healing. Does it say that there? Father, I'm asking you. Jesus then sat down on the throne and said, I've done everything I was going to do come on, right come here. Come on, come on. Woo. Jesus said, when he ascended up on high, prove your knowledge of the Bible, when he ascended up on high, he took captivity captive, captive and gave gifts to men. Peter received that gift. Some of us are still questioning whether we received the gift. Jesus took Captivity captive and was resurrected. And the Bible says in Ephesians, he gave gifts. Gift. Ephesians 4, gifts to men. Peter said, I'll take that. Right. So why do I need to ask God to do something for you that he already gave me to do for you? He gave it to me to give it to you. Peter said, I've got something that I can give to whoever I want to. But Jesus taught him who to give it to and who not to give it to. Because right. you don't give your pearls. Or else they'll turn again to rob you. So here he says, silver and gold have I none. But what I have, I'm going to give you. And I'm about to give it to you. So what did he give him? He gave him two things. He gave him the name that could bring the healing. See, watch that. That's the catch. He said, in the name... Of Jesus. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it and are safe. He says, I'm about to give you a name. When you release that name, what does that name do that other names won't do? So, 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 so today, if I could just get your faith to come on up a little bit, that the name of Jesus to you will do things that other names will not do. Amen. Other names can't do it. Other names are impotent. They're powerless to do what only that name can do. I was in a situation once where I yelled and I shouted, I'm going to call the police. And that devil's demon spoke and said, it doesn't matter. When they get here, it'll be a different situation yes. because this individual will be deceased. Yes. And I heard a still small voice say, if you don't speak right now, you won't have a chance. And I said, in the name of Jesus, devil, I bind you and command you to stop. And God turned that situation all the way around. And I wasn't, I was not attending a funeral next week. Amen. Because God gave me a name that works in the middle of crisis. God gave me a name that works in the middle of disaster. How many of you have the name of Jesus? Yes. Yes. 
microphone, you have the you have the name. When you like to walk out of here and say I'm about to give you a name, Amen. Somebody shall put the name on it. Your faith will come on up just a little higher. Put the name on it. Now, Jesus' name caused healing sometimes, but get this, it caused problems sometimes. It comes to mass on the to pass on the tomorrow. The rulers and the elders and the scribes and Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander. Goodness, and as many as are with the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. So they bring James and John in. What did you do? <laughs> By what power? What do they want to know in verse 7? If you're dealing with a ruler, a ruler only cares about one thing. The power of the name. By what power or name? Did you walk in here? When you deal with power, they only care about who sent you. Jesus. When you deal with power and authority, they only care about the strength of the name. And can you make the name work? God got news for you. Not only will God give you power to make the name work, but come on, can I tell you something else? The name will work on you before it works on them. You're looking at somebody the name worked on. Come on, you're in the room today because the name worked on you. You're in the room today because the name delivered you. You're in the room today because you had an encounter with Almighty God. I'm not telling you about what I heard. I'm telling you about what I've experienced. I know what it is in the middle of the night to have the power of God come on me because of that great name. I know what it is to say, son, I change your name. I'm giving you a new name. But they said, what power and name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said to them, You rulers, people, elders of Israel, I got news for you. The one y'all crucified, it's by his name. Now watch this. You crucified him. In other words, this is your chance because notice they're all assembled. The who's who. This is a power encounter. They're angry because he healed somebody. Jesus used Peter and John to heal somebody. People will not celebrate your freedom. Everybody won't celebrate your freedom. I heard, I believe it was Lou Holt, the famous football coach, he said it like this. He said, you shouldn't tell your problems to people. And he's talking about in general, everybody, you shouldn't tell your problems. He said, because 90% of them don't care. 90 of the people, percent of the people you're running your mouth to, don't care. And 5%. He said 10% are glad you have the problems. Oh, wait a minute. Say that again. He said the other 10% are glad you have those problems. <laughs> and there's only a small percentage that even care about you getting free. These people didn't celebrate that the man was free. They wanted to know who set you free. They're the priests. The preachers didn't celebrate the redemption. They should have been so happy that one of God's people made it through, made it over, been crippled and from his childhood. Everyone won't celebrate your freedom. They'll celebrate your chains. But they won't celebrate your freedom. Yes. Come on. And you've got to identify those who will celebrate your freedom. Come on. 
That's good. They got together and they beat them. Yes. They tortured them. Why? Because you did something good. And Peter and John said, well, have you come to examine us because of a good deed? The good deed we did? Now watch this. Uh, watch this. So what will the name of Jesus do for you? Somebody say it'll cause problems. Well, if you're doing it right, then uh, you'll have a, 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 a you'll have a victory that is sweatless. <laughs> if you're doing it right, you'll have a victory, and and God will bless you, and never will any. Jesus said, "Blessed are you when men persecute you and say all manner of evil against you." The name of Jesus is going to bring conflict. But can I just tell you right now, you can have freedom in God in the middle of the conflict. That's the issue. Can you make your way to freedom? Yes. Can you make your way to freedom? Tell your neighbor, make your way to freedom. Make your way to freedom. You've got to learn how to make your way to freedom. Some of us want to bear the name of Jesus. See, we want the victory, but we don't want the scars. Come on now. Apostle Paul said, I bear in my body. He bear in his body the marks. So sometimes there's going to be conflict. Sometimes there's going to be a persecution. Sometimes there's going to be opposition. And it's not because of how awesome you are. It's because of the name. It's because of the name. <laughs> Tell your neighbor it ain't cute all the time. There's trouble. And you've got to understand that sometimes the more effective you become, the more trouble you encounter. The, the, the trouble is because you become dangerous. The trouble is because you become armed. The trouble has become because you know the you began to learn the power of that name. That when you walk into a building, when you walk into a anywhere you go to your job the next time you go, you know what? Silver and gold I don't know I don't have, but what I do have, I know what I have. Come on, I know what I have. Go to school, I know what I have. When you deal with somebody, I know what I have. I know whose I am, I know what I have, and I know what it'll do. You can only speak confidently like Peter and Jane, Peter and John, when you know what you have, you know what it will do. They knew that in the name of Jesus, what I'm about to give you is not maybe going to make it happen. <laughs> it's about to make it happen. But I want you to notice the next thing. This is what they end up saying. Now notice in chapter 3 is where the problem starts. God brings healing to someone. By chapter 4, they got a whole army of people together. By the time you hit verse 412, the apostles had had enough. Man, that's the last thing you want to do is push an activated apostle against the wall. Surrounded by enemies. That's when God's glory gets stronger. And they say, wait a minute. We need to let you know something. Neither is there any other name, but there is no other name under heaven that men can be given to men that they can be saved by except the name of Jesus. Can I set you straight just for a minute? You want to know what name we did it in? You want to know what by what power? Yes. By what authority? We did it in the name of Jesus. And oh, by the way, man, don't you want you love a by the way that has to be? <laughs> by the way, since we're on the subject, neither is there salvation in any other name, in any other person. There's only one name under heaven that's given to men. And you crucified it. 
And what you did to him was intended to intimidate me. Isn't that how bullies work? What you did to... Somebody ought to come on in this room today. Somebody ought to see... Anytime you get a lot of people mad at you at the same time, it's not that you might be doing something wrong. You might be doing something way right. Can you hear me? You might be doing something way right. And so sometimes you, 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 when, when the Ferguson effect goes into play, everybody starts backing up. The Ferguson effect. One person loses his life and all of a sudden the city burns down in portland a, a police officer makes a, a dumb decision someone loses his life and uh could you imagine making a mistake how many of you have ever worked on a job and made a mistake i mean it was you know but nobody died but right you know, unless you're a nurse or a doctor. <laughs> Anybody ever heard about a nurse acting real tired, dealing with kids, dealing with whatever, went to work and accidentally gave too much or something? Was it intentional? No, it's not Dr. Kevorkian. It's not intentional. And somebody loses their life. But, but the, the police officer has to have barricades around their home. You don't have to worry about that now, do you? You can go home. You don't have barricades. And, and there's a culture that says, if we don't like, if you don't meet our narrative, we'll attack you. We'll punish you. So I actually did some research and found myself out on the web. Isn't that cool? Man, I made the hit list out on the web. Hallelujah. Glory. Jesus said, count it all joy. Jesus said, count it all joy. At first, I wanted to knock somebody out. But Jesus said, count it all joy. Blessed are you when men. I was like, Jesus, I don't like it, though. But you got to learn to do what? Somebody say, count it all joy. You got to learn to count it all joy. Somebody said, well, you can't talk about that. I said, well, I'm going to talk about it. Amen. That's my calling to talk about it. Yeah. Not just to call, talk about it, but my calling is to get right in the middle yes. of it yes. with the wisdom of God that yes. can bring healing. Yes. 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 They said only one name. Only one name. So, only, wait a minute, stop. The name of Jesus brings problems. Oh man, nine minutes. Why is every imposter trying to imitate Jesus? Please help me. The name of Jesus, you think so far people have got mad. The name of Jesus brought healing. You think everybody would be happy. But instead, people are mad. They're jealous. And then all of a sudden, Mark 6, Mark 13, 6. Read this out loud with me, Bridget, please. Everybody read it. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And shout to see me. Why does everybody want to be him? Why do people want to be him? Power, but power. They want the power the name brings. The healing. They want the healing. Give us this power so whoever we lay our hands on will be. And, and, and when the apostles were ministering in the New Testament, they lay hands on someone. And when they get filled with the Holy Ghost, start speaking in tongues, 
There were the one guy said, "Man, give me this power, so whoever I put my hands on, they can speak like that too." <laughs> I've been to a lot of bars, but I ain't never come out speaking in tongues. <laughs> I did babble. <laughs> I ain't never got nothing that made me feel like I was on cloud nine. I ain't never got nothing that came out of my innermost being like rivers right. of living water. And I'm still, oh man, I'm still on that high today. I, man, can I tell you something? I didn't have to pay for it. I didn't have to pay for it. It was free. John Denver said, Rocky Mountain High. Yeah. I said, John, man, after I met Jesus, there's no high like the most high. <laughs> but many will come in my name, not so many, many, saying I'm Christ and will deceive me. So why is everyone trying to imitate Jesus? Often imitated, but he's never duplicated. We serve the one and the only. Now, here's the other reason. Here's the other reason. Watch this. Eternal life and the Father through the Son. Here's first John. John walked with Jesus. He that has the Son has life, and he that has not the Son has not life. Put five minutes on the clock for me, please. <laughs> yeah, I gotta rein myself in. I'll preach a long time. Because I'm talking about that name. Oh, I can go on. You get me on that name? Anybody like that, you can get to talk about Jesus. And you go on and on. People sitting there going, and you still talking. Anybody got a friend like that? They can't tell that you are tired. You about to go to sleep. You, you, you nodding. They, they just keep on talking. I got a lot of friends like that. <laughs> Jesus is the only name brings out. I, I had to bring you back one. You know why? I had to bring back. I had to. We had to go back one because these imposters. No other salvation. So these imposters, they can't bring salvation. There's only one name. So everyone, please bear with me and just say, "There's only one name that brings salvation." So in the future, if they say Lord Matreya, you go. You're too late. Jesus already. Is captain of this ship. Yeah, that's a false Christ in the world. They've got a number of false Christs. And so when they talk about saying they are Christ, I take them back to Acts 4 12. No salvation in any other name. And then John, who walked with Jesus, said, He that hath the Son has life. This is why Jesus is a big deal. And he that hath not the Son of God has no life. So the only way to get eternal life is, all right, everybody come in the room. Pastor wants to just ask you a question. When you take the name of Jesus to someone, according to 1 John 5, 12, and according to 1 John 5, 13, these things I've written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have Life. Somebody say eternal life. eternal life. So when you take Jesus to someone, what are you taking? Eternal life. Oh man, who are you that you're taking eternal life in your mouth? Eternal life. Yeah, how many of you th thought about that this week? You know what? I take eternal life to people. Man, they can bring you an insurance policy. They can bring you a publisher's clearinghouse you want. They can bring you a, a basket of friends. You know, someone sent... Uh, a, 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 a bouquet to my house to, 
just showing thankfulness for the impact of the grace of God in their lives. Something that, that had happened in their lives because of, and, and they sent it. And I was like, who sent this? I called them to say thank you. But guess what? They didn't bring eternal life to my friend door. That's right. <laughs> who are you that you get to walk out of here carrying eternal life to everybody? Hallelujah. See, we, we don't connect the name to eternal life. And after today, God wants you to connect the name to eternal life. Because if they accept the name because of what you brought to them, then they get the eternal life accepted with it. Come on, you give God a praise. I get to carry eternal life with me. I get up every day and I carry eternal life. Silver and gold have I none. But what I do have, eternal life. Through Christ Jesus, I give to you. Aren't you somebody you get to take eternal life? Man, don't you love it when somebody unwraps that gift? And that you might believe on the name of the Son of God. Now, here's what John said. He that hath not the Son does This is where I'm going to end it today. You can tell I don't have a lot. Oh, I do have more. Amen. Okay, two minutes. Watch this. <laughs> Let me just cut to the chase. Let me cut to the chase. So eternal life is through the Son. The name of Jesus brings power and respect from demons and brings Holy Spirit power to believers. So you get power yes. over principalities and powers, and it brings Holy Spirit power. That's Mark 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow those that? Believe. Every believer in Jesus, wave at me. All right? Everybody wave at me. These signs shall follow those that? Believe. Now read the rest with me, would you please? In my name they shall... So that name brings respect to demons. You cast out demons. And it brings the power of the Holy Ghost. You speak in new tongues. Now how many of you are excited about that? What do you have? I just want you to know what you have today. 1 John 14, 13. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in what? God said he would do it. Also, John 15, 16 says his name ordains. He said, I ordained you. And I'm not talking about ordained to, to make you a five-fold minister. He says, I called you and I ordained you to bring forth fruit. So it brings ordainment and it brings fruit bearing. So from today forward, do you have the power to bear fruit? Yes. yes. Today forward, I have power to bear fruit. Begin to say that, Father, thank you. I have power to bear fruit. Because you sent me through the power of your name. I have power to bear fruit. And the fruit is going to remain. Amen. He says, and your fruit should remain. Hallelujah. So let's declare an end today of the devil stealing the fruit yeah. that you gave. The fruit shall remain. Hallelujah. My fruit shall remain. Did Jesus say your fruit will remain? Yes. So Father, thank you for good fruit. And the fruit remains in the name of Jesus. Hey, I made it to the end, y'all. That's a miracle. It firmly remains. Please stand to your feet. The name of Jesus is so powerful and so strong and so glorious. Today I want you to be edified and know that it's not just words coming out of your mouth. 
Can you put Corin Hawthorne on? Speak the name, real low, please. Speak the name, Corin Hawthorne. Heaven is waiting today for one name from you. Just one. Just one. I was listening to Corin this morning, and in the song she said, Heaven is waiting. But just to mention it. Could you imagine heaven is waiting? The atmosphere is what whose name changes? Atmosphere. Whose name does it? Heaven is waiting. Heaven's waiting. For the mention of the name. The spirit is moving. Burning like a flame. So, Father God, thank you today. Heaven stands at attention, waiting for someone to speak the name of Jesus in faith, believing you. So we say yes, Father, to the power of your name. Yes, I say yes to the name of Jesus. If you could close your eyes for a second. Lord, let your name do a new work in you. Let your spirit do a new work in you, Lord. I say yes to the name of Jesus. Father, you said whatever I ask in Jesus' name. I ask you now to live in my heart in a brand new way. In a full way, God. Those of you with your eyes closed. You're going to ask God to make his name powerful Jesus. on your lips like he made it powerful on John's lips. And Peter said, silver and gold, have I none? From today forward, I'm going to go and have boldness to say, look at me. Silver and gold, have I none? But that what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be delivered. Because when I speak that name, heaven comes to attention. When I speak that name, people are healed. Your family's coming out. I call every family out of darkness in the name of Jesus. I call every family member out of darkness in the name of Jesus. If you have family members that need to come out of darkness, slip your right hand up and begin to declare with me, Father, I call family members out in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Begin to talk to God. You said, God, whatever I ask in the name of Jesus, you do it. And right now I bring the name to you. I bring you the name. I bring you the name. I bring you the name. We're glad you joined us. Let this word propel you into the next level. If you want to connect more, go to howardhatcher.com.